What's good, fam? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. It has creation tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or from your computer. Anchor will even help distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast, it's all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's good, fam? Welcome back to the Healthy Marriages Dope Podcast, or welcome for the first time. If it is your first time, or if you're visiting again, we appreciate you. Yeah, that's all you got? (laughs) Listen, I am in all the fields these past couple days, evaluating all types of life. Our kids went through something I can't, I don't have the words. Yeah, it's for been it. an interesting week. That's kind of, what did you say the theme should be last time? Oh, Lord. Always something. Or this, like, a, uh, eventful. Eventful. Yeah, so this week didn't disappoint. But um, <sighs> before we get into that, just a couple housekeeping things. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you would follow on the audio podcast platforms, if that's how you're consuming this. Uh, please follow this podcast. It is very important. Please rate it if your platform allows it. We are on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google. Uh, will be we are on iHeartMedia as well. iHeartRadio Radio. as yeah. well. If you could help us out in that regard, we'd appreciate it. But let's get into appreciate y'all. Let's get into oh one more thing. So just a little orientation. This podcast used to be named the Table for Seven Podcast. Mm-hmm. We are maintaining the same RSS feed and it has been updated to Healthy Marriages Dope. So this is episode number 10 on the platform. The first eight are going to say table for seven. That's not a glitch. That's how we started. It was connected to our family YouTube channel, but the content was the same. Healthy Marriages Dope uh, entered into our sphere this year. Mm-hmm. And it's it's more on brand with where we are uh in our marriage so it's not a it's not a mistake so um yeah i just wanted to throw that out there clear it up just in case there was some confusion i'm not sure how to address the youtube thing though what do you mean because that's our family channel this is part of our family Healthy so it'll just have to be maybe it'll just be a playlist that'll that's what we can do yeah we might just make it a playlist on youtube because we work hard to get the thousand subscribers and that's one of the um what is it called? Um, uh, I really have an empty requirement, brain. Not yeah. requirements. But it's kind of like a requirement. I'm trying to think of a word. Word escapes me, but um, that milestone is what I was trying to think of. Okay, yeah. So we have to have a thousand subscribers and then uh, a ton of watch time that we're uh, working on with content that resonates with the people. So yeah. um, hopefully this brings value to you. Back to the show. <laughs> Yeah. to a regularly scheduled program but uh you were you were talking about this week and and honestly we we really haven't talked about it we pray we had prayer over the family yeah um but where you at mentally with this week um i feel like it was very heavy and it compounded on top of whatever i was already dealing with like I was already having a very emotional day before I got the text to come pick the kids up so I thought that was after <laughs> yeah, no. okay all right well go ahead yeah, no. <laughs> so um I'll go ahead and go into the story so I get a text from Imani saying mom can you come pick me up and I was like um what <laughs> are you not feeling well kind of thing and it ended up being an active shooting at the school that they would have gone to if we had not moved. So it was a school that Honor went to for three, two, two years. years. It was the school that Honor went to and would have graduated had we not moved. So let's let's orient the people that are listening for the first time. So we've been in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas since 2018. Prior to that, we were living overseas. We were in Dubai for three years. Mm-hmm. We are from Virginia, the 757 area to be exact. And uh, well, before we we moved to Dubai, we were living in Northern Virginia. So just to give you some context, 
Northern Virginia, we moved overseas, and then we moved to Texas as a choice. We didn't right. have to. My job has an office here, and I thought it made sense to be near an office. We didn't want to go back to Virginia, the mm-hmm. DC area. So we came here and rented for two years um, while we were really Deciding. settled. Yeah. yeah, we hadn't we hadn't lived in a house that we owned in so long that I think we kind of forgot like what it is to be settled. So we rented for two years. During those two years, Honor, our oldest, went to Timberview High School. Um, by the time this is released, you've probably heard it on, on the, the news, news yeah. no matter where you are in the U.S. And um, that's where the incident happened. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, so she lets me know the story that the day before, the day prior, a kid was in a fight and lost the fight, I think. And it was an issue of bullying. We don't, we still don't have like all the, I mean, we're not going to know all the details of what actually happened. Um, but the next day he came to school and another fight ensued. And so he reached in his bag and grabbed a gun at that point. And there were three students and one teacher injured, but all of them are fine. Yeah. Well, I won't say fine. They're all traumatized, but all of them are living. Four people were injured. Correct. The last report that I read said that two of them were adults. So it's not clear if one teacher. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't want to. And they're considering him an adult as well. Like it went from teen to student, adult. Individual, well, 18, he is eighteen, but he's a, he's still a is it a paper at school? He's still a senior um, in high school too. But it, it identified two minors that they didn't name: a twenty-five year old man, and then it said the, who's a, a the pregnant, teacher, a pregnant adult woman, really was treated at the school, oh. and I didn't need to go to the hospital. But one of them did have to have major surgery, You're right? And I think they were Correct. in critical condition. Mm-hmm. Um, pray, prayers and, and concern for all of those affected, but. Yeah, it, I don't know. And then Donovan texts me like, "Mom, are you coming to get us?" I'm like, in a panic, like, okay, so they must not feel safe, like not knowing what really was going on, other than there was a fight. So the schools are like three miles apart. Um, they had not had him in custody at that point, so it was kind of up in the air. Like nobody really had good information. For us, even when we got to the school, there was no good information for us. So. Right. So my my challenge was that um we didn't right we didn't have the information. We just knew that there was an active shooter, and when we got to the school, there was a cluster of of events that suggested it was more than that. Right. We got mm-hmm. there. The phone lines were down. They had no way of contacting the students unless they went to the room. I mean, they were literally asking parents. Text your kids. To text your, well, some were saying text your kids. Others were saying, were asking. And when we say others and some, we're talking about um, employees of the school. Right, so administration, administration or teachers. Or teachers. And of course it was it was chaotic. So th- this is not a, a blame laying exercise, but we were getting different information. Like literally walking down the hall one representative would say something, another representative would say a different thing, and it was all confusing. One teacher was asking for the student's classroom number. Right. As if you're walking around. Knowing what class your kid is in. Right. <laughs> like, right. Ultimately, we got our kids and- um, Our neighbor's kids. Yeah, because we carpool. But I don't, I don't know how they- They were incredibly calm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're just jaded at this point or if it hasn't hit them. I asked Imani last night. I said, how do you say, have you processed this? She said, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, because they, the other part of it is because we were living in that district, Honor, Honor went to the high school. Imani and Donovan were in the middle schools that were feeding that high school, mm-hmm. the middle school that was feeding that high school. So, so their friends we are moved, there. but they still have friends that, you know, went on to, to attend that school and their friends were texting them. Yes. It was just, um, I don't know, seeing the kids when we got, finally got like down the line, they were like all huddled. I guess it was like lunchtime. So if something were going down and the way that there was a million people in and out of the school, like that would have been, that was like prime time for something terrible 
to happen. Like something could make, could have happened major. And it was, it was just a lot. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I still don't really know how to feel. It's something when it starts hitting, when it starts hitting home, <laughs> not that, you know, you're not that I was indifferent about other events. Uh, so a couple weeks before this, in the city where we're actually from, well, Hampton and New Purdue's are There's another. co-located. Right. Heritage High School had an active shooter. We know people there. We mm-hmm. know administrators there. You have family who work there. a teacher right. there. We have friends that have students in that school. You know, one of my friends, his son had the wherewithal to hop out the window and run home. He ran the two miles to his, to his house, a mile and a half to his house. But, um, you know, I just... <laughs> When I heard it, of course, it hit home because we knew people, but it seems like it's just inching closer and closer. And right before this, I was looking at the articles online about that. That was another institute, another institute, another incident at South Grand Prairie where the stories are somewhat conflicting. But they said that there was a kind of like a mob style beating of the one boy and then that one stuff, right? threaten the school or that I, I don't, I don't want to get into the details because I just looked at it before this. The point is within a 10 mile radius, we had two events of minors having weapons, guns specifically either shooting people or threatening people. I'm not clear on the other incident, if there was an actual um, shooting or any other. And I'm not, I'm not sure to the extent that there was actually a mob fight, but th- th- that's, that's what was floating around uh, on the web and people were confirming it. Some were challenging, some were confirming it, but it's just, I don't know. It's a lot. Like you were saying, people don't fight anymore. Like the mom did an apology. She was saying, you know, like he was just trying to defend himself, not defending his actions, but giving backstory to how this thing happened. It's, it's, you can't put your, I mean, until you're in the situation, you really have no authority to speak on it. But I wonder, like, if that, if hypothetically, and we're not putting facts in this case that we don't know, yeah, no. but if the scenario was that this individual was being bullied on a regular basis, I remember how that was in high school. Not that I was bullied, but people got picked on, right? And at some point, they break. Yeah. And in our time, that break was the fight. Right. Right. Um, and then there may be some ridicule and some embarrassment after that, but typically, I mean, I may have, I'm trying to recall how many times there was a gun found. It's got no people bought knives. People had alcohol, you know, people would go smoke and come back to school. But I don't remember many times that there was actually a gun or a shooting at school in high school when we were in school. I don't, right. I don't recall nor, do I believe I was in the vicinity? I remember a shooting off school grounds, like at a hotel and somebody got shot, but I was well, like a senior or I had graduated at that point, but I don't recall putting myself, I guess you can't really put yourself, but I can't, I don't recall being in situations where that was an issue for me personally. Interesting that you say that because I, I recall several situations that I was in where guns were part of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And at, in none of the incidents that I have a gun, but I remember at the time thinking, man, if only I had a gun. Now my life would have been way different because it would have been, you know, a, a senseless act. But the amount of pressure and information that comes at the kids these days is way faster. Like if you had a fight in high school in our day, it would travel around the school, right? And to the extent that people knew people at other schools, they'd get around. Mm-hmm. Now the fight was posted before they got the shooter. I mean, on the YouTubes. <laughs> yeah. But That's I mean, I, like, I think about incidents where I remember like graduating high school that summer, we were, um, an associate of mine had an issue and it seemed like the resolution was for us to, to, to throw hands, right? Like the, the associate of mine that had the issue, not, well, it was a, it was a an associate at that point. We were close before, but there was some space between us. But anyhow, he was still, I was still willing to go to bat, you know, go to battle with him, go to war with him. 
and it was us and then it was them. Right. And the information that, that we got was, you know, we're going to meet up at this place and we're going to throw hands and that's going to be it. But the them part of the story, at least one of them had different plans. So we pulled up to the area and there were two cars of us, one car parked and started walking. I was driving my car and something just didn't feel right. So I wasn't comfortable hopping out and walking because I, I wanted to survey the area. We're, we're going down the street. The guy, a guy jumps out from behind a bush, starts, he pulls, he pulls a gun and cocks it on me because I'm driving, walks up to my, uh, my window. And it's something when adrenaline kicks in because I don't remember feeling, I wasn't scared and it's not a tough guy thing. I was like acutely aware that this person had a gun and I need to do something. Now the car that I had at the time, uh, you know, I have to talk to my dad on the podcast about that, but it was, it was a Toyota Camry that picked and chose when it would stall. So I hit the gas, car didn't move. The guy had, had cocked the gun. Then he walks to the back of the car and starts shooting. So shout out the window. Uh, it was four of us in the car. One of the people in the car got hit. And just putting myself back in that time to give context, we weren't interested. He wasn't interested in going to the hospital. Hmm. The guy that got hit in hmm. my car. Adrenaline was pumping. Everybody was like, we need weapons, right? But logic, it's not even logic, but um, what I want to say, um, responsibility kicked in and I took him to the hospital. I was like, he was like, I'm hit. I'm, you know, he was hurt. He had actually got hit by the bullet. It, it shattered the glass in the back. And he went to the hospital and then, you know, my parents came, police came, took a report but what if he hadn't got hit and we chose violence mm-hmm. on that occasion as a response? What if? <laughs> so my point is it's easy to point the finger at the child. And it is, you know, this, this one, this individual was 18. So they were very responsible for their actions. Mm-hmm. But unless you've actually been in a situation where it was about to get violent and you had to make a decision, mm-hmm. it's really, it's really difficult for you to speak on it with any authority. Yeah. I agree with that. I also thinking as the mother who was speaking, like what if Donovan were being bullied? You know what I mean? We've been in a situation where he was being picked on and he stood up for himself. Was it against the rules of the school? Maybe just a little bit, but I mean, what what would we have him do? Let somebody keep picking on him all the time or stand up for himself? I mean, not stand up for himself in this way, in a violent type of way, but it's like, where is the line? Like, what do you do? Yeah. Now, the the access to the to the weapon, I mean, that's a whole other issue that we can't even begin to address. Right. Like, why like how we, did you get that? It's, it's somewhat in it. I'm not going to sit here like I'm shocked because mm-hmm. there was access to there's access to weapons everywhere, whether you're in the hood, you're in the suburbs. Criminals don't care about the law. That's why they call criminals, right? right? So there'll always be access. I shouldn't say that's 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 a very um what's the word? Uh negative perspective on it, but I'm realistic. Right. Realistic is the word. <laughs> but you know, I can't in terms of what you teach your kids and you know how how the home right. treats it. Like I can never be mad at my son or any of our children for defending themselves or their siblings. And like, we've had conversations about that and the incident that Keisha was referring to, my son acted appropriately, right? He was, and this was young, right? Very young, first grade, kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, a group of kids were playing. He didn't want to play anymore. They were getting a little rough and he saw where it was going. He was like, guys, I'm out. And they They kept kept coming at him. It's like, guys, I'm out. He starts to run from the situation, not in fear, but like, yo, I'm leaving I'm alone. No teachers, anything saw it. And, you know, his back was against the wall. So he turned around and um, you they know, were in jujitsu at the time. Yeah, so karate or jujitsu kicked in and he defended himself. So they called us to the school. And when they tell us the story, I'm like, okay, 
All right. So, <laughs> you know, unless the other, you know, do the other parents want to talk about this? We're like, what are we doing? Um, and me and Donovan left and went and got slurpees. I know that's right. And that's how that went. But that's not promoting violence. That's, I mean, that's setting boundaries. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So. Anywho, y'all. But how do you, how do you feel? We, I we went into the story. But. I feel um, like I don't want the kids to be desensitized to this type of behavior. Like it was more about listening to the kids in the car. Like, did y'all see the video? You know, this happened, that happened. It, and it was not jovial, but it wasn't like fear or shock. And I need them to have a level of fear and shock so they know what to do. And if it were actually their school, you know? See, that's the thing because they see so much. You can only give a situation in terms of reaction, what's been put into your mind or what you've experienced. Mm -hmm. So seeing all of this, for so long, I guess they would be desensitized. And and our kids are not consistently, I mean, they're not in a place of violence, right? right. I mean, in school. Now, right, in school, that, they can't be safe anywhere. They it's don't just... see it. I mean, we don't live in a neighborhood where it's prevalent mm -hmm. or anything like that. But you see it all of the time. Mm -hmm. And the way you see it on your phone allows you to react a certain way because it's not in your face. Yeah. Right. So to them, this was still on their phone. I mean, they knew people uh, there that mm -hmm. were around the situation, but I don't know how you, how you teach. I don't know. And I don't, I mean, I, I'm always open to accepting responsibility for where I failed because right. I, you know, I'm not a perfect father. We're learning, but you get like the information is outpacing anything that we can do. Mm -hmm. so. I would agree with you. I don't know. They're traumatized without knowing that they're tra traumatized, which is tragic. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We move on. And I mean, the best we can do is the best we can do. Yeah. So I like, I haven't, I think, I mean, they, they, we had a long weekend, the kids out of school mm -hmm. tomorrow. I mean, based on the time that we're recording this, but um, interested in your thoughts, anybody that's been affected, or from, you know, directly, if it's been close to you, uh, close to your family, hop in the comments and let us know. Um, if you've looked up the story, let us know your thoughts. I, I don't know. And part of me is concerned that I am jaded at this point, mm -hmm. right? Because I've seen so much. I, I just don't know, but it's it's been a, it's been a heck of a week. Listen, the guilty parent syndrome, the guilty mom, like not only did I send my kids back to school and one of them got COVID, but now <laughs> I put them in a position where they're in danger. Like that's a lot to, that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. So that was our week. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I don't know. It, it's, we pray for everybody involved. Seriously, that's not just something throwing out there. Yeah. But it, it's just another opportunity to to love harder, um, teach and have conversations with our children. And you know, hopefully, hopefully you're you're doing the same for those that do have children. Yeah. So that was heavy. That was that was heavy. Yeah. But that's life, right? So this week, <sighs> unfortunately. We, yeah. And, and that's not dismissing anything yeah. at all. But this week we wanted to talk about, or well, I wanted to talk about a specific topic. And what I want to do is I want to share a word with you, if you don't mind. We're going to go to. Genesis 12, Genesis 12 and verse one. All right. Let the church say. And I'm reading from the NIV, the NIV version. <laughs> New international version. The NIV, NIV. The word of God says, the Lord said, Abraham, go from your country, your people, 
and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he went from Haran or Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran and they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. Okay. What I got from this is God told me to quit my job. Okay. That's all you got? <laughs> I thought I was waiting for the rest of <laughs> I was waiting for the rest of it. That's all you got? No. I'm wait I'm I'm listening. I don't want to speak before I got the whole the whole thing. That's just it. That's what you got from this scripture here. Yeah. Is, well, is he I told you to I thought it was gonna be more dramatic than that. But uh um, Y'all, he be trying to get me to anyhow. <laughs> who do you know who I am? Anyhow. <laughs> I'm not gonna flip out, babe. I think that verse is uh that story is powerful because he had no clue what was happening, but God told him to move and he moved. And um how would you feel in that situation? Like if, and, and my parallel is, if indeed God told me to quit my job, mm -hmm. how would you react? Uh, I thought I just heard a kid. Um, my reaction will be based on history. So let's go to the history because <laughs> that's what I had in my notes too is, how did you feel? Uh, when this happened before, and before I didn't necessarily. I, that wasn't it, God. It, it was. <laughs> God, God bless the journey through that experience. But you tickled. You super I just go say you it. Super tickled. So I just knew. All right, people. So 2007. Ooh, fresh baby, y'all. 2007. Keisha was pregnant with uh, child number three. And was also getting out of the military. Which we had already decided previous to this decision. Yeah. 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 So far, so good. We aligned. So when Keisha put in her papers to get out of the military and it was final, I had this grand idea that, hmm, it's the perfect time for me to get out too. <laughs> of corporate America. Because one. I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I can spend more time with my family. We could build a business. And do all this and do all of the things. Yeah, if you're on the audio experience, you might want to <laughs> click over to YouTube after this one. Listen to all of it, but you might want to click over to YouTube. Um, Keisha's in a, her face is in a way. I'm trying to not feel what I was feeling. But that's the point. We want to go back to that place. I don't want to go back Why? to that. I mean, we're, we're so far removed from it, it's not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you had, you were carrying child number three. We did talk about you getting out of the military because that made more sense for you to be a stay at home. Um, and we were pursuing like we were doing this multi-level marketing thing, y'all. Yeah, 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 we and we we just knew that our business was going to take off. So that was the whole premise like okay, we're going to be making money to replace the money that you would be making. Yeah, well, I well, I don't yes. think that was all of it for me. I knew that was one of the avenues, but I was, you know, multiple streams. What they say we just needed comes. we just weren't having that stream though but it was we, that we we didn't take that business seriously um multi-level marketing i won't speak negative about it but it requires a certain um big and spirit <laughs> that I, don't I'm, trying to say the, I'm trying to find the right word it requires a certain uh i ain't got um, it personality is the word I was looking for. It requires a certain personality and anytime a bunch of people are getting hype about stuff that doesn't make me hype. And the, 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 the one that we were in was 
convention, convention, convention. Ooh, look at this person. People were touted as superstars and they were probably making money, but I don't get hype off of. But you were getting noise. a little bit excited. That's why I was confident in yeah. the dream. Yeah, I was I was trying to. But anyhow, um, I had also entrepreneur ventures with, with uh, a family business that my cousins were running and I thought it had a lot of potential and it did. We just, we weren't as prepared as, as we, as we assumed, I assumed to actually scale it. And that became a very valuable lesson. I got, I did get a lot of experience uh, from it because I was key in trying to market the business, help it transition from, you know, the size it was and revenue was doing to doing more. And we had some success, but it, it, the bottom line is that wasn't structured. Our MLM business wasn't structured and we really hadn't agreed on this path of me, of both of us leaving secure careers. Um, income. <laughs> but I, I do want to go back to that because I want to go from then to now. Right. So what, what about the situation? How, how did you feel? Number one, I don't, I don't even want to, then got it. Yeah. But how did you feel during that time? Pregnant and all. I felt like bamboozled and hoodwinked. <laughs> so I felt a little bit like, but I also felt like, okay, this is ahead. This is what we doing. Hmm. You be trusting me too much sometimes. Right? I do. And yes, I do trust you because I said that I would. That fateful day in March. But what were your um what were your concerns at that point that you I guess didn't voice? Um, all of I I had all of the concerns. I would we about to have a baby. Like, how are we gonna take care of our family? We had just purchased a home. How are we gonna pay for this home? Yes, we were living on Concord. Yeah, it was a year. So yeah. Right. Um and I remember feeling like I can't even put words to it like having to ask for help is something that I don't do did not do up until that point it was really hard for me yeah we had some very uh supportive family that got us through that period uh I really believed that I could make the business work and it wasn't like I did I wanted to quit my job because I just didn't want to work but I've always been entrepreneurial minded, entrepreneurial. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. We ain't going to struggle with words today. Always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I literally feel like I can do anything if I want to. But it was just premature. It was. Yeah. I don't even think y'all were getting paid at this point. Y'all weren't, you weren't even getting paid. No, you weren't. What is money? <laughs> you know, what is what is Jesus. what is money? Money is just a tool that <clears throat> money is just a tool that amplifies right. your character and mm-hmm. yeah. So, but go ahead. No, that's what I, I. It was really definitely hard for me. Hard for me, and I believe that that was the beginning of some of our other struggles in our marriage. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Yeah, and that's true because I don't know about other men, but when you when you appear to be unable to take care of your family or people are helping you, as Keisha mentioned before, like it's demoralizing. And then my behavior just just went off went off the rails trying to I don't know try, I don't trying to not run from it, but. I don't know, man. I just, I, my reaction wasn't, uh, wasn't great. And it definitely put a strain on our marriage because I was acting out because I was frustrated. And when you can't figure money out, I didn't want to look at you. I didn't want to look at my kids because I felt like I was failing them. So I just took on some, just some negative behaviors that, that, um, that took us through a period. But I, I was thinking about that because that is the goal, right? I think we agree 
that we want to do something for our last name. We want to build this empire. Correct. And I think we have better tools now at this point to do it. But part of me always goes back to that place of. It's fear for me because I do believe in you. That's the the thing. Like you said, I trust you too much. Even when you got the BMW in Dubai, you were like, should I get this car? (laughs) And I was like, baby, get whatever you want to get, sweetie. No, we're going to dress up right now. (laughs) We couldn't all fit in the car. Quick, quick, quick aside, time out. <laughs> Whistle, right? What Keisha was supposed to do mm. is tell me to make the sensible decision, mm. right? Because I was reaching out to her, keeping her involved in making this decision. Oh, you can put at it on this, me? At this time, so when we lived in Dubai, I was there more than they were. For the summers, Keisha and the kids would come back to Virginia, spend time with the family. I bring them. I go back to work in Dubai and then I come back August and September, pick them up and go back because summer in Dubai is actually pretty miserable. And I was trying to get a vehicle before they came back. And I was like, Hey, there's this, um, seven seater that makes sense. It was a, a Ford, um, Explorer. So it was like a, a model after yours where it had the, the third row and we had seven, you know, seven people. So that's what made sense. I said, you know, there's also this BMW X5. That I've always wanted. No, I always wanted BMW. I always wanted a 7 Series BMW. But the 7 Series that I was looking at, none of them were in great condition. They looked good, but they weren't in great condition. Then I was like, I don't know. I don't even know what my logic was for the X5 over a 7 Series because they, they seat the same number of people. But Keisha's response is, you work very hard, babe. Whatever you you deserve to get, whatever you want. So again, it's Keisha's fault because she was supposed <laughs> to be the voice of reason, <laughs> it's and my she fault. did not help me with the reason. I bought the X five cash, and then put fifty percent of the price I paid to it into it after I bought it because mm-hmm. it just kept breaking down. The AC BMWs do that, and ACs don't. ACs not working in Dubai is not a thing. I mean, that's not a that's not a position you want to be in. It's probably like three months that you can survive without AC. But yeah, Miss uh, Know It All, since you brought that up. It's not about me knowing it all. Listen. Tap back in. I am loyal, if not anything else, okay? Tap back in to uh, what you were saying about (laughs) trusting me too much. I forgot now, but I do. I I trust you. I, I believe in you and I trust you. So, of course, as hard as you work, I would want you to have the things that you want because you want for us to have the things that we want it's only fair right yeah the caveat to that is we still gotta live mm-hmm. so so <laughs> let me ask you this and I, I i did write these down so i can help organize my thoughts uh like what would make you feel comfortable this time with us with us well let me stop because i'm not <laughs> i don't want to assume that do you consider yourself a full-time entrepreneur or, or want to move into full-time entrepreneurship? That's my goal. I have, I feel like I'm a serial entrepreneur at this point. Like I have a lot of projects going that have not quite taken off the way that I want them to, but I still want them to. And there's still things that I'm going after. So I feel like if I were successful in one or all of them, I would be more comfortable if our other um, endeavors were uh, financially successful, even though they are um, touching people and they are successful uh, theoretically or not theoretically, they're successful in the way that they touch people. Yeah, that's part of the process. I understand. But once we get to a place where I got you, we can glide on, I feel like that's the natural process. What most people do like this replaced my income from where I was working. Now I can leave my job. So do you feel differently now about me being an entrepreneur but now that you're in that space? Like, do you understand it differently? Do you understand the desire to be that, the dream, the passion? Do you understand that more? Is it? I don't think I never dis. No, I don't think I ever, uh, what is the opposite of understand? (laughs) Misunderstood. I don't think I ever misunderstood what it was. 
I have a uh, realistic expectation of what our life is and what it takes for it to run. So I don't know if uh, throwing caution to the wind at this point in our life is our first step. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. I just, I didn't know if it would, because you're experiencing now, experiencing it now, is it more, do you feel more optimistic about it? Like, because you're, you have something to contribute. Do you feel like, oh, well, I think we'll get to the goal faster because I'm in a space too. I'm serious about it and I know we can do it. Um, I don't know. If, do you feel like I wasn't, like I didn't understand before? I'm saying it's until you've experienced something, you can what? Sympathize, not empathize. Not that, that we're talking about empathy, but if you never wanted to be an, a person that never wanted to be an entrepreneur mm. can believe in somebody else, all that they want and encourage them. But if you're in the space too, and mm. now you're feeling what it is to be an entrepreneur and you have a different appreciate appreciation of it, not of the person, but just of the journey. I don't know if that would change your perspective at all. Um, not that it has to, I just, mm-mm. I mean, I feel like, uh, at that point in our marriage before, I also wanted to start businesses and have multiple streams of income as well. So I've had a business mind, our marriage as well. You know what I mean? It's just that now I'm able to act on the things that I wanted to do. So for entertainment purposes, mm-hmm. that's dream. Okay. What does it look like for you to be comfortable enough to where full-time entrepreneurship makes sense. What does it look like? Like, what does it take for you to be, to feel safe and secure with us maintaining our life mm-hmm. and pursuing full-time entrepreneurship? Like, um, what are the things that, because we never did that before and that was on me. Like, is it just, is it a certain amount of money and investments? Is it, business revenue is it like do you have any hard fast not even hard fast but just objectives that would say oh, okay now i feel comfortable i would like to see um even if we are at the what do you call it the bottom stage or the the bottom floor of whatever it is that we're doing if i can see the trajectory moving like not just what we want but what is actually occurring happening so if I can see the trending actually moving, like the needle on our whatever it is actually moving and not just, okay, this could happen, but this is actually happening. Does that make sense? It does. But but what is the this though? Like We have is, so many. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the thing. You're talking about trending. It's moving in the right direction. But what does that mean? Because it could go from 1,000 to 10,000 and that's 10x which sounds great, but that's not enough. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what is, I think it's a combination of all the things you said, like investments, our business things going like, um, as much as being a dreamer and an entrepreneur, we don't want to have to think about the money of it. You have to actually think about the money of it because we live in a world that concentrates on the money of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always focused on money, like mm-hmm. where it's going, how much we have left, what got to be paid. Mm-hmm. I'm always on that. But it just seems like there's always some degree of leap of faith mm-hmm. required. And I don't know. I think that gap for you is different than it is for me. Mm-hmm. And that's there's nothing wrong with that, but I guess we haven't mapped out what it means. So I'm chasing. I won't even say I'm chasing. I'm pursuing something that's not defined. And I could I could see it getting frustrating if there's no clear goal that we agree to and that we're aligned on that says if X, Y, Z, then. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. I mean, I've heard you say it a few times recently. If my job gives me 
X amount of dollars, then I would be. No, if they, so a little bit more backstory. I, I, I'm a supply chain executive for a government contractor. That's only context. That's not any kind of flex. Just trust me. Um, and being in that role, I was, so I got put in that role because, uh, the prior vice president, put in that role because the prior (laughs) vice president of supply chain resigned and I was up next. What I thought was going to be a three to six month assignment became a 16 month assignment. Mm -hmm. I interviewed for the job. I was qualified. I was doing it. Ultimately, another selection was made. Comments reserved for that or follow me on social media or something to get my thoughts on that. But I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And and well, I wanted to fight. Nah, it's not even about that. <laughs> no, I wanted to fight. Yeah, you anyhow, ain't want to. <laughs> anyhow, um, when, the, when they brought the new person in, more to it, right? So the VP of supply chain wasn't there. The direct director of logistics in that same organization that reported to the VP also left. I was the director of procurement that reported to the VP. So I maintained all three roles and took on more responsibility. So really, when the new person came in, my conversation was, hey, please don't create a position for me out of pity. You were hired for this role. I know the budget. I put the budget together. If if it makes sense for the organization to move on without me, great. I get it. Mm-hmm. Just make sure they treat me like other people that I've seen um, when they get exited because it's a business decision. So yeah. that's that's the thing that I was talking about. I wasn't going to be mad if it happened. I wasn't. Right. You know, I I trust God enough and especially now with the amount of information that I, and that's another thing. Like I could literally turn my today role into a consultative position or opportunity um, under my name. And I'm confident that I would be able to replace my income. So there's more for me now to leverage in terms of skill set and just being known in the industry. I mean, having connections in the industry because of the time that I put in. Mm -hmm. I think that's different now. Yeah. Before I had a thought and it was a good thought, but I didn't have a resume that supported what I was trying to do. Yes. Yes. Okay. I <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yes, but I, I, I realized we haven't had a conversation about what would make you feel secure. Like what, how do we both win? Because you need to feel secure. You need to understand that like these things are happening. And I need to feel alive fulfilled, right. and fulfilled. Um, and again, it's not. this is not me being ungrateful for my job. I didn't quit. I don't think I'm anywhere close to quitting. I just feel a purpose and a calling on my life at this point that I know can be used to sustain the family. Okay. And I just, what I struggle with is that being certain that this, that whenever the time comes, um, because it's harder to walk away from a job, the more money you make. Agreed. Like really that's the, that's the more frustrating part for me is like, man, and I know this sounds crazy. I know it's, I know it. And I don't even, I probably should even back off of it. There are more opportunities, the more seen you are, especially when you move into the executive space and it gets incredibly difficult because over time with experience and education, the job actually becomes easy. Like, you know, when people say good thing, we don't pay you to think mm-hmm. you ever heard that. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing. You don't get paid to think because mm-hmm. I think we should, well, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. You don't get paid to think mm-hmm. I get paid to think. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's a great place to be. I just know it can be leveraged, like the whole skill set. It's like my life has made sense. Mm -hmm. Over the past couple of years, I realized that my journey has made sense. The jobs that I didn't think made sense 
have helped have helped propel me because they exposed me to some things that were important in the roles that I've had as they've the responsibilities have increased. Right. But I know that even though you can leverage your skills, if you left your job, you wouldn't be trying to work in that industry. You would be pursuing the other things, correct? Not I don't no, I don't agree. I don't agree because I wouldn't it's too much it's too much the, what my fear is that leveraging that skill set would be so lucrative that I would forget about the other things or I wouldn't be as aggressive with the other things. Okay. I can see that. That that's, that's, I'm more, the pendulum is, is swinging more toward that for me than me saying, Oh, I'm about to leverage my skill set, And then now nah, I'm just going to, do I'm this. Just, I'm just going to do these other things. Nah. So nah, what nah. does it look like for you? You asked what it looks like for me in order for you to mm-hmm. walk. What does that look like for you? Or is this a conversation we need to? No, I mean, this is you know, this is how we do. We have conversations <laughs> that we haven't. We haven't had. That we probably really should have. Nah, but I think this is good. It might help people. Hopefully it helps people. I'm struggling with the. Trust God. Not struggling to trust God, but I know he can do it. Correct. I know he can do it. Mm-hmm. He can he can increase us tenfold, fifteen, twentyfold. Mm-hmm. Part of that is faith, and part of that is really understanding and hearing his voice clearly. Mm-hmm. And that's that's my part of it. But nobody else can answer that but me. Correct. So anybody else outside looking in, it's always gonna look crazy. Mm-hmm. And every everything looks crazy until it works, and then people want to celebrate. I'm not afraid to go down that crazy path. So what does it look like for you? Like, do you need, are there criteria that you need in order for you to go? Or it's just like, I'm just hope it works out or uh, believe that it's going to work out. I I mean, to your point, I do want to see replacement of our needs. That's Mm -hmm. what I'll say, because our lifestyle is, is be, is not just needs. Right. Agreed. So replacement of needs. I would be in a place where I'm willing to like, hey, family, we we're going to have to. We're going to get through this next two years, but it's going to look like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe able to accelerate it. But, you know, we're going to be cooking. It's not going to be a whole I, lot of Uber Eats. It's not going to be I a be, whole lot of. I'll be cooking. Yeah. I mean, But I I'm. Be. it's not, not <laughs> that you don't cook, but we eat out, too. Yeah. So in eating out for seven. Listen, sometimes I don't feel like it. a pop. It sure is. But the point is I'd be willing to cut back on some um on some stuff to to make it work. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I could just get this event styling thing going, like because the chunk of money that you get at a time is greater than me selling my jewelry. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes money too. However, so what do you think? So is the event? So for me, I'm my my thing is I need the thing to work that feeds the other thing that feeds the other thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you think the event business is your thing that can feed the other foundation? things? I believe so, only okay. because of the amount of money. Like it's not nickel and diamond. You gonna get yeah. You gonna get some money. Yeah, but. Yes. And it's going to take my sweat and tears. Like it's an actual thing that I have to do. Yeah. So that's, you know, a little different, but the thing that I want to be uh, mindful of is doing things that are successful, but always require you to be doing a thing to get paid. Correct. So I am going to put it out there that you need to get your book published. I understand because that is a one-time thing that continue to sell. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep writing that book. It can feed the rest of the series that you've already written. Yes. Um, we so, just had a discussion this week about it. I'm not happy with yeah. how it is. And so I'm celebrating you, not calling you out. Okay. I'm just saying like, for me, I think the podcasting industry has a lot of potential and I'm not in it because it has the earning potential mm-hmm. I am passionate about it. And there's also an opportunity to earn a significant amount. Mm-hmm. 
So I want to build a content library that keeps working for me more than it takes for more than the return is more than the work that I did. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, and we've had this opportunity for a long time with content creation. You never know if it's going to work, but sometimes you're chosen. And I don't think we've been chosen up until this, this point, but I feel like you're, what you're doing now is chosen. Like this is necessary and needed. And we weren't work. right. And yeah. you're doing, and before it, I mean, our vlogs were great and everything, but were they necessary and needed? You know what I mean? I think so. Cause I, I think there's still a place for that because it was my intent with the vlog was always to put a positive, um, visual for the black family, of right? black families right. operating um, functioning properly. Mm-hmm. In Dubai, I feel like it made a lot of sense because we had a different perspective and we were doing things that people weren't necessarily used to on the daily. Um, moving back to the States, I don't know what new or what, you know, I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what new or interesting we had to give them other than our, I but mean, because we weren't doing, I understand it's yeah. life. I understand it's life. I just wanted us to, like what was our thing? So do you think that's done? I don't think it's done. I think that we need to be intentional about um, what we're doing. I don't so know. I don't, think it, I don't think it's any, I don't think we're saying anything extremely different. Mm. Just like with this podcast, this podcast has had potential for a long time that people that watch it enjoy it and, mm-hmm. and think that's meaningful and, and it's necessary. This is not new. This is just our life. Same thing with the right. vlog. Um, I think, I don't think we found our style or agreed on the style. Agreed. Because ultimately I became obsessed with the production of it mm-hmm. and I don't think it was fun anymore. So that's why I fell back. And then I was like, hey, well, let me work on creating content. Um, that you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because if the desire is not there, it doesn't work. Um, no matter how much we want it to be successful, it has to be authentic. Has to be authentic and natural, yeah. and that's why we don't rec- like if we're not. That's why that hasn't been vlogs. It's not yeah. because we're lazy, but Mm-mm. we're not going to put it out just to be putting it out. That part we just got to get aligned on what makes sense to share. Mm-hmm on a regular basis and then be consistent. So I still think it's something there uh, with that. Uh, and I, and I enjoy it. So mm-hmm. what other thoughts do you have? I I mean, I, I wasn't trying to solve it on this, um, on this okay. podcast, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to, because like, I feel this renewed energy to be aggressive with creating something for, our family and our family legacy mm-hmm. and building an empire. Like it's going to take dramatic actions to get it done. Mm-hmm. And at some point you have to bet on yourself. Yeah. That's how I feel anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that really, that really, that really covered all of the things that I wanted to address. You actually answered some of the other questions that I had just through conversation. Mm-hmm. But I wonder for those that are listening and watching, I've heard it explained. I believe it was um, on the Love Hour. We keep referencing Kevin on stage and Melissa's stuff. But the kite string theory, I don't think they came up with it, but it was introduced to me there, the kite and the string. Like okay. the kite, the idea of a kite is to fly, fly high, mm-hmm. but the string keeps it. Where in it the needs universe, to go. In the mm-hmm. world and, and in check keeps it from, from getting, you know, um, getting into it in an uncont- uncontrollable atmosphere where it is no longer flying as a kite and it gets destroyed. I wonder for our listeners, is there a kite string dynamic in your relationship? Wait, I'm the string. Well, I was going to get to that. I don't know at this point because (laughs) we both. That's what I'm saying because now, because now you're in entrepreneurship and you like you're like you're serious about it and you're doing things to 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 fulfill your goals as a as an individual to be accomplished. 
that's what I was talking about. Do you feel differently about it now? Not, not that you didn't want to do it before, mm -hmm. but now you're investing time. So, it, so now you're experiencing the heartache part of it. Like mm -hmm. this ain't working as fast as I thought it was going to work. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I was talking about. Do you feel, does that experience, I don't know, maybe it just gives us something in common. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't change you, but it just yeah. gives us another thing in common that makes us more re relatable. Mm -hmm. But who do you think, I mean, are we, are we both kites at this point? I think we're both kites. We However, yes, I would say that, like, I don't think you would let me go completely off the rails. Like what? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like any major purchases for me, I know that I like, hey, I want to get this and you get the big purchase, like my embroidery machine or whatever. Like you're really good at supporting those type of things. I don't think you would let me like just waste. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Wait, I mean, I don't know how to answer that because I'm always going to buy the equipment to invest in you. Mm hmm if you don't use it, then it's waste. Right. So I don't feel, I don't feel that the purchase is waste. Right. Cause I you believe it. in it. And as a, okay, that's logical. It's, it's, it's still dreamy, but it's logical. Right. I'm more on that side. Okay. Like, I guess we in the same boat like, at this it. point. Right. And I mean, that's, and I was serious when I talked about it, like this year, maybe it started last year. Like this is, this is where I want to be. Mm -hmm. Try it. Mm -hmm. That's where I am since last year. Like if, if God gives me the idea to do it, he gave it to me for a reason. Like I know that it's contrary for most people where they're like, pick one thing and focus on the one thing, but he gave me a lot to do. So I'm never going to be that person to just do one thing. It's just not who I am. So, the way so you if feel you about understand that, that yeah, the way you feel about that, I feel about the one thing. Oh, mm. Not that I'm just doing one thing, but I feel like there's one thing that really could go mm -hmm. if I just give it my all. And I support you. You sure? I support you. Okay. I don't think there's ever, uh, has there ever been an instance where you wanted to do something and I literally, like, I just did not support you? All I'm saying is God told me to quit my job. I don't know what you That's mean. it. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. But did he tell you when? When God speaks, you move. But did he tell you when? Move. <laughs> you stay out of my frame, please. <laughs> but Anyhow, did he tell you when? You got anything else? Any, um, I guess we started with the woo child moment. Oh, yeah. It was a woo everybody's child. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. I think this has been, um, enough has happened this week. I'm glad the kids have tomorrow and Monday off. I should have taken the time off. You should have. But yeah, so um, I think this was a good conversation. Did you glean? I got what I oh, you, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna share with me what you needed that you got? Whatever it was that you needed. Gotta watch. You gotta watch the episode. Watch when it play back. Pause. How, how I'm supposed to know what you got <laughs> in your head? Yeah, I mean, we got some work. I got some work to do because I, I want you to feel comfortable. I don't want to be. Um, Combative is the wrong word, but I want us to be on the, I want us to be aligned when it's time. So mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a year, five years, ten years. I don't know, but I don't want you to be unhappy either. Like I don't want it to come off like, no, you gotta work to take care of your family in a bad way. You know what I mean? Like I want you to pursue your dreams. I want you to do everything that you're affording everyone else the opportunity to do. I would like to be in a position to be able to ease that load for you you know let's get it done <laughs> yeah that's all i got i i'm trying to be like tap the brown and bring my husband home she brought her she is number one on the new york bestsellers mm -hmm. list today but you know it'd be even better i just hit the mic if you just be you i try to just be mm -hmm. me after our after our last podcast, I was struggling with accepting me. And yeah. I struggle with it too. And you guys can hear those struggles on the Dear Son Podcast. Dear Son Podcast is a weekly installment and it's published every Tuesday. 
link in the description below. It is about me on my journey to repair, improve relationships with my son and my father. So we go deep on the Dear Son podcast about the fatherhood story, uh, mine and other men. And it has been interesting to understand some of the commonalities of challenges or with the challenges in those stories. So shameless plug. You got anything else to plug? Oh, buy our stuff. Healthy marriage is dope. You'll see it on every episode, I believe. Um, The clothing line came before the podcast. Podcast makes sense. Again, we just rebranded conversations or the intent of the conversation we were having before under the old name. So we appreciate you. If you made it this far into the episode, please subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, please comment. Let us know what you're thinking. We're building a community. If you're on the audio experience, please ensure that you're following this podcast and comment where possible or please rate us, especially on Apple. Five stars would be fantastic. And a few comments about why you're giving us five stars. We'd appreciate it. You got anything else? That's all for me. Love you guys. God bless you. Peace. The Healthy Marriages Dope podcast is produced by Dijon's Live Studios. All rights reserved. Thank you.